0: Well, howdy there, Internet people. It's Beau again. So today, we're going to talk about uh, Hayes Pond. If you are unaware, if you've missed it, a candidate in uh, North Carolina by the name of Charles Graham, he put out an ad referencing an event that occurred in the 1950s. And it's gone pretty viral. Have a whole bunch of questions that came in. Basically, is it true? Fact check it, that kind of thing. If that's all you want to know, yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's accurate. The only thing that is disputed in that that I'm aware of is whether or not one of the acts was intentional or it happened by accident. But as far as it being factually accurate, everything in that is historical record. Um, if anything, that ad plays down how cool that event really was. So today, we're going to do a little Paul Harvey thing, and you're going to get the rest of the story when it comes to the Battle of Hayes Pond. Okay, so it starts with a guy named James Catfish Cole, Catfish being the nickname. Well, he served during World War II, and he was a minister and a taxi driver. He was also the Grand Dragon over the Klan in North and South Carolina. He had motorcades, so what they called them, where they would drive through neighborhoods, scare people, yell at them, fire out the windows, stuff like that. They did this accompanied by the cops. Cops said it was, you know, to maintain order. Cole was uh, pretty popular. His rallies drew thousands. Now, on the other side, you have uh, Robert Williams with the NAACP. He was funded by a doctor, Dr. Perry. Um, now, Williams, he's like, we got some World War II vets of our own, you know. And he reached out to the NRA, National Rifle Association, and he got a charter for a group um, There's some discussion over whether or not the NRA knew exactly what they were chartering when they did it. But either way, that occurred. Um, And he called it the Black Armed Guard. And uh, these are World War II vets, mostly. And they trained for community defense. And they protected important leaders in, in, in North Carolina. Now, in October of 1957... Cole held a rally in Monroe. And then one of those motorcades took off going to Perry's house. Same thing, yelling out the windows, firing wildly, stuff like that, scaring people. Campaign of terror. Then they got to Perry's house, and they found out it's not so fun when the rabbits got the gun and prepared fighting positions. They took off. They took off. There was an exchange of gunfire and Catfish's crew... Well, they left. Um, And then this weird thing happened. It seemed like Catfish just wasn't quite as interested in messing with the black community anymore. So he turned his attention to the natives. And he targeted the Lumbees. Now, the local cops at the time were kind of like, you may not want to do this. To put it in modern terminology... The local cops were worried he was about to find out. And that's exactly what happened. Um, He was doing his rallies. And they were going to do one at this field that they rented near Hayes Pond. Near a little town called Maxton. And they announced it way in advance. And the natives were kind of like, y'all all going to be in one place. In the middle of the night. Surrounded by dense forest away from any kind of reinforcement. That's a great idea. Y'all should do that, you know. Now, some of the uh, members of Catfish's group, well, they were a little bit smarter, and they realized that this may not be a great idea. So Catfish was expecting 5,000 people to show up. 50 did. And then out of the woods come a bunch of natives, and they were armed, with everything from traditional Native implements to, like, M1s. And Catfish's crew goes on the run again. They get defeated again. The, uh, there is some dispute. It, it seems as though both the black community and white progressives in the area, like, offered to help. And it, it's hard to figure out. It seems like at some points they were turned away because the, the Lumbee had the plan. And they didn't want to disrupt the plan. And in other cases, some of them joined in. Um, the the effects from this it, it drew a lot of attention. Now, going after Perry and getting defeated there, that was kind of kind of got ignored. But the defeat at Hayes Pond, well, that got a lot of attention. It led to the governor denouncing the Klan. It led to Catfish getting arrested, turned into a big deal. And after that, I guess Catfish left the state for a while. After he did some time, he came back, tried to reassert his position within the group, and got ousted. Um, These two events, this chain of events right here, really shut down um, widespread operations, from, from the Klan. It, it led to a lot. Um, now, as far as a fact check of what occur- what's what said in that ad, there, there's nothing that's wrong with it. The light that gets shot out. Um, I've read some things that said that that was an accident. That it wasn't that he intentionally shot out the light when it started. It just occurred. But that that's the only thing that's in dispute. And, and I don't see that as being very material to anything. Um, so, at the end of the day, I think that while the story is definitely cool, I would question why a description of a historical event from the 1950s is still relevant When it comes to American politics. And what does that say? That an account of the Klan being defeated is still a good political ad today. I don't know what it says, but I'm pretty sure it's not good. Anyway, it's just a thought